My name is Andre, and you're listening to episode 94 of the RC After Hours podcast. Uh, I had hoped to have Steve over in Australia, who's already into 2022 on the show, but he seems to have had some connectivity issues with his connection. Uh, if he pops up, well, my, I might pause the, the live stream and see what I can do to get him into the show. But as it is, let's roll forward and everything and talk about... 2001 and um the strange year yeah that's probably the best way to put it um it it, it has certainly been a very interesting year uh but i want to uh just uh thank everybody for uh showing uh showing up we've got a bunch of people see <laughs> bunch of people on the uh on the chat so that's kind of good so hopefully we can have a pretty good interaction through the show and everything um we did a survey, uh, or you did a survey. I put my two thoughts, my, my, my thoughts and, and senses in there as well, and uh, tried to uh, come up with something that was uh, coherent and interesting. And uh, I won't spoil the results, but it, it was a um, Horizon hobby, just domination, uh, which probably makes sense for what 2021 was for the hobby. Um, you know, the company with the most resources and ability to actually find a way to get through what 2020 was and some of the residual from 2020 uh, made sense as far as what we were going to see from the products that were coming out. And uh, it was interesting to see what everybody thought. It was it was universal as far as the polls and the, the results from, from the voting goes. A couple ties, a couple breakaway winners, and a couple really obvious um, uh, results from that. So... I guess I'll just dive into it, and then I want to, you know, talk about um, you know, what I thought and what the show was and everything. Uh, don't forget to hit the thank button. Uh, yes, the thumbs up and everything. Subscribe. A couple interesting factoids and a couple things I want to discuss as far as what this podcast will look like in 2022 and everything. Um, uh, laugh alone. I own none of the Horizon projects, and, and we'll talk about that, uh, uh, Carolyn Tyler RC. We will talk about some of the hobby stuff and some of the craziness uh there are a few new goodies sitting on the bench beside me and everything and that's just me having a little bit of fun uh, but it also plays into what i'm thinking about uh, as far as uh and i mentioned this before in the podcast uh as far as what 2022 will look like and i'm really hoping that it's a bang up really good year uh not that 21 was bad but obviously there were some uh there's some areas where we were kind of like ah so let's see let me pull up my show notes and then we can talk a little bit through and then we'll talk about the results that everybody put into it uh and numbers and everything so well right away uh, i'm trying to find a way to split my page really handy and let's pull up the web web stuff i've got the right page select it right away yeah <laughs> man <laughs> here's an airplane that i really wish i'd uh you know i could get my hands on and try but uh foam best foam plane of the year was the uh the 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 draco the two meter uh, and this is a high dollar aircraft but it took the votes it took the most votes and everything and uh and I, if I could try one, I don't think I want to own one because I have a considerable amount of big airplanes. And if you have the space and the flying field and everything and the budget, this thing is like just heads over heels. Um, 
you know, a really impressive aircraft from everything I've been told by the owners. Uh, John, who helps me support the podcast and everything, really likes his airplane. Was really happy that he was able to purchase one. Really likes what it can do. Uh, and But it was also, uh, I saw some notes where people were surprised um, when they talked about in the results and in those other comments, how fast it came in the stock, how fast it came out of stock. So um, it took best phone plane with 22.2% uh, of the vote and if I drill through uh, in second was the Avios um, the Avios uh, Albatross the Timber uh, Evolution which was new for this year uh, took about 3 votes 3 or 4 votes in there uh, a lot of people like the RV7 the Radiant I had a comment in there and it was just neat to see everything going through the RV7 as I mentioned and the Avios King Twin uh, King Error which was really good looking uh, and that's uh, and I will, uh, I'm, I'm trying to read the comments as well, but I've got too many pages up in front of me, but I'll come back to it and I will discuss the budget because I think this played a lot into what we saw in 21. So, all right, there we go. Congratulations to E-Flight for killing it with, with a neat plane. Uh, I, I recognize why and where and how and, and what it stands for. Um, would I buy one? No. And the reason is I've got other airplanes that are very close uh, to what this airplane represents, plus that financial thing. But, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit hypocritical, I think, because I know I st stood here in front of everybody on my last podcast saying there's a budget limit. And then all of a sudden there's this big crazy Jeep sitting on my bench, right? But I don't know. I'm just going to have fun with this hobby and, and push it around and just go through and do everything I want to do with the hobby. All right, next category. And just excuse me while I pull up my documentations and notes. Uh, we had a tie for the Balsa airplane. Um, and, and that was interesting. Uh, two, two ties or two, two equal votes uh, at 27, 28% of the vote. And that came down. And that was, I'm going to try and switch the screen here. The first one was the Ultra Stick. And this represents a really nice spot in the hobby where for a decent amount of money, it's on the upper echelon of that, that cap that I'm trying to set. And we'll talk about that. I, I think this this is on the upper upper echelon. If you're looking for a, uh, a higher end balsa, want to try it out kind of experience. It's a 60 inch ultra high uh, from Hangar 9. Uh, the Ultra Stick stick plug and play. So, pardon me. Uh, I don't know why they wouldn't just do a bind and fly at this cost point, but you know, whatever, right? So, and then obviously uh, it's tied with, which was surprising me, uh, the pits. And, you know, this is a full uh, ARF, you know, you got to supply your power, your boner, whatever. And, and it already starts at a very significant price, but I guess it represents something that's, you know, very captivating to uh, the people who are voting. Um, myself, I put my vote in for the, the Ultra Stick. What else was in the Balsa uh, realm? And as people were putting in, as I commonly do, I was putting other stuff in. So there was a Nexus, um, Pilatus, Extreme Flight, Extra... <laughs> what's balsa <laughs> we had a few of those and a very other um a couple other one p30 the uh, p38 lightning uh and the very old ultra plane ultimate uh biplane uh so 
there was a couple interesting other ones. Uh, no World War ones, planes, unfortunately, uh, which was kind of interesting. Uh, but nevertheless, so a tie. Um, and, and like I said, we, we had a couple extra ties through there. Um, I'm saying I'm a lot because I'm reading notes and I'm trying to compose myself. I'm trying to read your comments as well. I just don't have enough screens in front of me to keep my, uh, keep my notes and everybody's commentary in front of me. The next one. Ah, I think I, we saw this one coming. Uh, the E-Flight Viper 90 mil. Again, uh, high dollar value, um, but you're not going to get uh, a 6S EDF uh, with a receiver already in it for for cheap. And this one's neat. Um, I appreciate what they've done with it. I appreciate the size, the capacity, the, 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 the programming that went into it. 600 US dollars is not too bad and i think what i really liked about it the most was the um putting in a reverse esc i would never have suspected something like that would have been able to be done from a technical standpoint but sure enough they're able to put it in and voila you're able to back it up um and i've uh, i'm just going to really quickly read some of the notes actually no keep your comments coming and i'll scan through and everything and i'll come back because i want to actually keep the the focus on on the results here so uh but robert does say four minute flights yeah that is edf flying um it's something you do get used to over time uh with with some kind of uh you get used to flying the the jets and you get used to it over time and you get used to that pressure point of three minutes and everything so but there you go. Uh, the other ones that were in there were the a UMX A10, which I like, which, uh, you know, you just got to give it a good throw. Uh, a couple for the Freewing uh, T45, the rebuild on that one, the V2, which is a little bit lighter. Uh, the Freewing Vulcan, the E-Flight Habu Supersport, which, uh, and even the normal one. And then the Flight Test uh, Limited uh, F-16. So a good mix of jets between the 6S models and the high-end 6S models and then all the way down to 3S and 4S and trainer-style jets and everything. I firmly believe that if you have the budget, the space, and the skill set, you need an EDF in your in your flying arsenal. I think I think that's the um, one of the nice things about, about this hobby is that um, there are so many avenues in which you can express your interest and feel out your interest in flying and i think we all go through those stages and we've covered this many times in this podcast where um you know you can get into a hobby in one genre of flying and very quickly find other stuff and it just you know i, I go through that too i want to fly my jets and you get into flying your jets and you get used to your trikes landing gear with your jets and then all of a sudden it's like high wing tail draggers and you got to relearn how to taxi so you don't do ground loops and look like a fool on the, uh, you know at the flying field Ooh, talking about a lot of points but uh, next on the categories, as voted by everybody, was the uh, best warbird. And again, another one that took away uh, took away a pretty good, convincing lead. Actually, it was it was neck and neck with a couple of them. But the uh, FW uh, 190A from E Flight took away uh, 38.9% of the vote, and then it was split between the P51 and the new Hangar 9 plug and play Thunderbolt fun scale. And then there was one vote for the little UMX micro uh, Mustang, which was kind of cute. Uh, but the, uh, again, a really nice aircraft, but consistent where we're seeing 
capacity, scale, size, feature, functionality, aesthetics, and everything, but a rising price point, uh, which is unfortunate. But still, fantastic-looking airplane. I love the 190. Uh, you just got to, you know, land it nice and everything. So uh, that was fun to see. Uh, and, and a definite. Um, next on the list was the best, um, best high wing. And I was expecting a runaway in this one. And the results are interesting. And I think they speak volumes to the uh, uh, to the RC After Hours community. And I think it's it's something that, that, that's going to be my focus in next year when I'm looking at products and looking at what speaks to this community and what speaks to the average users. Uh, and it's that, it's that blend in price point and finding that right budget. And so you'll see... Where is it? Uh, do, 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 do. So, Tide was the evolution, the, the timber evolution. And I've liked watching this aircraft. I've liked watching this aircraft go through its evolution for just that reason. Um, so, it's. Uh, sorry, just getting messages from everybody. <laughs> okay, squirrel. Um, I've liked watching the, the timber evolution evolve because, and as the evolution says, it has become a better aircraft and a better aircraft. They've taken little, little bits and pieces throughout their, their, their journey of the aircraft. And it is kind of just moved into a point where, yeah, um, if you want the timber and you're looking for something, and, and the timber is a really good aircraft, and we've fl I've flown friends and my beef has always been that bottom hatch well now they've got the top hatch they've got a decent triprop power system it's 4s it comes with floats so it's a little higher on the price point but bang buck it is there so that took um that was tied at 27 percent of the vote and it tied with and you're gonna like this the cessna the new cessna and i and it was funny because i um I was talking uh, talking with Pete. I'm going to name drop. And I was asking him what he thought, you know, between uh, the three big Cubs or high wings offered by E-Flight uh, between the Carbon Z, the Sky, and the uh, and the uh, the Draco, or Draco, depending on how you say it, um, this one. And I didn't like the Carbon, one, uh, the Carbon Z Cessna 150 as a trike. Love it as a tail dragger. Go figure. I'm, maybe I'm biased and everything, but I think as a tra trail dragger, this airplane is so cool, so has so much capacity. But it's an extra, what, 200 odd dollars between uh, this one and the Turbo, uh, the Evolution. Uh, I can't see the price tag with everything. Yeah, you're looking at almost $200 difference, and you go from 3S or 4S to 6S. So it's kind of, you know, a, and flying size, two meters, so transport and everything. You can leave the 1.5 assembled and, and rocked and rolled and everything to go. And ta-da. So it really think, I really do think that, that vote and those two guys matching, those two aircraft matching, is super reflective of what the community is about. Some of you have the ability and decide that you want the bigger airplanes, and we love the bigger airplanes. They fly so different. 6S on a, on a high wing is so much fun and so incredible. Uh, but you've got to have the space, the resources, and want to jump to that 6S with the extra dollar. Or you can have just as much fun and there and enjoy a, uh, a a little high wing 
1.5 meter. So it's it's pretty incredible. Other aircraft that were in that list, um, the Avios Bushmule uh, V2 Twin, uh, fantastic aircraft. Love flying the one I have the, that was sent. Um, the uh, the one from um, Motion RC, the the Bison. I haven't seen anybody flying that one yet. No one's come back to me to give me their impression on it, and let me and and have a look at it. Uh, John Davis says my C's Carbon Z150 tail dragger conversion for sure would be great uh, for adding success. Now, Aaron brings up a point on the 6S, and I'm right there with him. Um, the reason I got into some of this stuff was I had 6S's uh, because of the jets, and that's where some of the bigger airplanes, and that's where the Carbon Z Cub comes in, that's where the Grand Tundra comes in, and a couple other ones. And once you start getting batteries and figuring out, uh, no one voted for the Aeros Bigfoot. No, I did not see that in the list. No one suggested it, and I... I was scanning around looking for aircraft and everything, um, but if it wasn't in my line of sight, and that's where the, the votes kept, the options were, were in there for always to add stuff. Um, H, uh, HSD Jet Cessna uh, 182, that's another attractive looking airplane as well, but in the end, those were the, the votes were. I tell you, we could do a midstream. I actually, maybe what I'm going to do is put this back towards the um, put this back towards the, the community as aircraft come out. Uh, maybe I'll I'll start a file very similar to what I did here for this uh, this one, and everybody can start putting it in, and then we'll start collectively growing a list so it's not all just on one point in one spot. So maybe that'll be a maybe that'll be a little easier as far as everything goes. Um, Robert says I like the Bison. Um, that's uh, good. It's I, I want to see more of that aircraft and see what it does because that's a big. It's got some big wheels on it and stuff like this, and it could be a lot of fun. All right, back into the uh, the web stuff. Um, best radio and FPV technology. <laughs> you guys really like this NX10 radio. I'm going to have to look into it a little bit more. Uh, and I think, I think they've just, uh, I think they've hit, if you are, and again, this is why I'm saying this, this was a very interesting as far as a Horizon products going through. Um, if you're a Horizon product flyer, if you're flying your e-flights and stuff like this, it just makes sense to have a very capable radio. I rock my DX9, and if I was still flying and needed more capacity, this is the radio that I totally would have voted for as well. My personal vote was for the Tango. I thought that little 2.4 system was kind of cool and everything. But you had people voting for the NX10, which had uh, 40-odd percent of the vote, 44%, I think. You had a couple Radio Masters that XT16S which is my um, will probably be my backup if I go if 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 my uh, any of my uh, FR sky radios ever tank uh, and and I just think this radio is that sweet spot between the newer technology and everything my only gripe is how fast I feel like we're cycling through some of the products from from horizon so that's something I think they need to be very cognitive when you're dropping what 550 US dollars for the radio alone with no receiver or anything like that I want to see a shelf life and that's why I'll be flying my my DX9 for as long as humanly possible. I really want to see a shelf life. I like the interfacing and everything. I actually don't have a radio yet with a touch um, touch interface and I'm not too sure how it handle in the cold. So 
There you go. If you're looking for a radio, this one seems to be the the uh, the go-to in the spectrum realm. Um, I was expecting the next category to be a little bit more of um. Yeah, this was interesting. It's the best simulator, and again, the runaway vote was for real flight. Um. I like real fight. In fact, I'm lucky to have 9.5 and obviously 9.5 S and all the little features to fly it. Um, I find it, <laughs> I find it hard to see the little airplanes on the screen. That drives me crazy as far as scale goes, but the vote was like 60, 70% in favor of real flight. There were a couple other votes for, for Microsoft flight simulator nothing for a couple other ones which was kind of interesting so uh, it i guess it makes sense um recently we mentioned in the podcast earlier that real flight had been actually acquired uh the parent company had actually acquired been acquired by motion rc so a little bit more in-house definitely pushing the stream download method which is kind of interesting i guess um and you know it will It'll do the job. So, again, if you've got the computer stuff, you've got the radio stuff and everything, and you just want that winter flying sim, um, the channel actually on the RC After Hours channel, we do have a Discord one, and once in a while, and I'll and I'll talk about that going down into the winter and everything. Maybe we'll start setting up and doing a little uh, flying together. We did that last year, uh, particularly early on uh, in, in the winter when it was blah, and it, that was a lot of fun just to get to with all the everybody and chat away. So. Uh, looking at some of the stuff, Kyle just said he bought a DX18, um, and then a couple other comments through here. I'm just reading, uh, it's a little hard to read on that screen. I'll have to flip over to my other screen and just catch everybody's comments. Ah, pushing buttons too much on the go. I need more screens on this bench so I can just absorb everything that's coming towards me. There are a lot of different simulators, um, and her, yes, Horizon did acquire, Pete's there doing all the backup and correcting all my faux pas here, did acquire uh, Knife Edge Software, the makers of Real Flight. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that that collaboration just means we're going to see more airplanes from the, from the E-Flight lineup and everything. And, and I do hope that you can still acquire and put in your own models and everything. Cause I think that's what's really cool watching it. And you know, we all modified them and made them bigger. So they show up on the screen. I did try it on VR on my computer while this computer does an amazing job streaming uh, the show and doing everything I needed to do. It is terrible for the flight sims right now and, and particularly VR. So I haven't been doing that a lot. I think any future simulator stuff I do will just be on screen until I upgrade to the computer later on the year but that's a whole other kettle of fishes for money so let's see carrying on with the uh the polls best multi-rotor uh that was did i get that i missed that that's hilarious anyhow um it looks like the overwhelming vote it's funny i wonder how i glazed over that result um Best uh, multi-rotor was the DJI uh, Race Quad, uh, which I had the opportunity to fly, Captain Drones, and there's a great video where he was like, and press that trigger, and uh, I did that last, it was that into the winter last year, that thing just hooted. I, If you ever have an opportunity to fly that thing with the goggles and everything, oh my goodness, that is really fun. That joystick mod control, it makes it so intuitive, On uh, I've said that before, and, and other shows it's just you feel like you're flying a fighter jet you know 
and you just beam around and have a good time. I don't know if he's flown that, but there were uh, recently, or he's just flying his other stuff. Uh, DJI Mini 2. There was a couple comments about what is quad race. And the DJI S... Uh, 2S as well. So, you know, their technology keeps going. But again, we're seeing rising costs. There was something I saw the other day from the Air Bears saying that DJI was no longer on the official list uh, for emergency drones, I think. I'm going to have to go in there and drill through some of the stuff that Scott and his team were, were posting about and get the Air Bears back on the podcast as well because they're a big supporter of the show too. And we haven't heard from them in a while. All right, so there we go. I'm going to go back to my notes. So, um, like I said, it, it wasn't a surprise. Uh, I like to build all my quads. I do too, actually, when I'm not frying, <laughs> when I'm not frying uh, control boards. Uh, I, I did that and it was annoying. Uh, I haven't built anything in a bit. Last time I tried flying in the winter with a quad, I ended up actually get, you know not cooking it, but getting it pretty wet. And... This year was weird. I just, I flew in the backyard a little bit here and there with some of the quads and I've got all this fantastic new stuff with the DJI radio and goggles and everything. I just haven't been doing it enough and I will get back into it. And this touches on what a weird year I felt like this was. Now, going back to this poll, this wasn't a surprise. Um, and my theory and my, my viewpoint is, is I think Horizon of all the companies that were out there were big enough uh to manage like what i said a lot of what was going on through the year uh with regards to just supply chain issues and manufacturing and getting stuff across the pond into north america for delivery and then just being able to distribute it across the country and everything so there were waits there were delays or obviously there were pockets and we saw that with some of the newer releases where you'd get stuff and then you know, parts or just replacements, everything would take a little bit of time, but it looks like, you know, they've weathered the storm the most. The flip side of that is I do feel like we're seeing prices going up and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I think that's a reality and it's, it's akin to, um, what a lot of people are seeing in the in the gaming industry as far as those components, the computer components, particularly the video cards and everything, the prices are just elevated and it's a reality of what's going on. And, that I think is going to preface a lot of what I want to see in 2022 as far as this hobby goes, as far as what I want from the hobby. And I think what a lot of the viewers and, and oftentimes I'm, I'm talking to manufacturers when I still get the opportunity to discuss with the manufacturers uh, as far as what they think um, I will be interested in and what, uh, what may possibly be interesting to you. And as far as also like, dollar value or, or point value of, of what the products that, that people are going everybody say hello to mystery hi mystery here the cat's back again down you go baby whoops toss the cat <laughs> it happens um so yeah uh it's going to be uh it's going to be interesting into uh into 2022 i hope and i hope that things start progressing nicer i want to travel again uh one of my low points for 21 was the fact that i did not get out to to ohio to see everybody and the only saving grace was the guys coming up and us doing our little flight fest north for for a weekend which was nice uh and, and it's just it's just 
oh, what a year. What a year for not being able to get out and do stuff. And and I had to make a very, you know, very big decision as far as where I was going to put my energy. And one of the things I decided early on was that the fact that um, I wasn't going to do uh, the role uh, at uh, Flight Fest anymore. So, and, and that's unfortunate, but that does mean that I can put a little bit more energy into the podcast, not on the laptop, you silly creature. Um <laughs> the cat's trying to get on. Go away, cat. Go away. Get down. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right. Where were we? Uh, I'm reading all the customers. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as not being a, a... I'm sorry. Reading all the comments. Not customers. Jeez. Um, not being able to get out to Ohio. Yeah. Was an opportunity as far as I was concerned to just kind of look through uh, what I wanted out of it and change some of the perspectives and everything. So I'm, I'm reading everybody's comments. I'm also looking at my notes as far as where I want to take this conversation next. Okay. So now I want to actually dive into some of the comments because that was a cool part uh, of this of this whole bit. Um, there are some really interesting notes that I pulled out. And so the best other, um, there are a couple of really cool comments. Thank you. I, I do try as far as the podcast goes. Someone mentioned the E-Flight Extra 300 really brought them a lot of joy. Uh, the FT Aurora light flight controller uh, really helped a lot of people enjoy their little scratch build airplanes on a windy day. So that Aurora controller is a collaboration between flight test and flex innovation. Uh, the new heli, ah, someone got a new heli, the Power Spectre uh, 700 V2. Uh, people really like the Draco airplane. A lot of people like the master style foam board airplanes divided by, developed by several developers or, or in development by several developers. Yeah. Uh, deep muscle massage. I'm not sure. Um, the DJI 2, Action 2 dual screen camera. And then there was a couple comments about this monster truck sitting beside me, the big Jeep. So um, the the uh, the Axle uh, SEX6. So uh, look, this thing will be driven. Uh, I'll give my thoughts on it down the road as well. Um, best new technology. Um, there was a good comment here about how DJI just keeps getting better and better, but the costs keep going up and up and up. And this is this is like I said, this is going to be a running theme. I want to say we're probably looking at um, cost inflations and, and adjustments probably into the next two, three years, I would say. So uh, 2025, maybe, until we start seeing stuff kind of cool off and we get back into it. So that comes back to, you know, putting putting your energy and your, your time into the hobby as you see fit, right? So uh, let's see. Lightweight PLA for 3D printing uh, filament, uh, making airplanes. That's cool, right? Uh, and um, what else? The video aerial system combat. Uh, VA, v, that I want to try. I've got a few friends who've mentioned that they're trying it, um, but you need two to tango, right? So um, that'll be really interesting. Uh, <laughs> home streaming of new movie releases. Yeah, who goes to a movie theater anymore? I'm liking these. Um, Radio Master 16 inch, 16 channel receiver until it was removed from existence. Aha! Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator. For those who are flight simulator aficionados, I 
really enjoy when the VR system is working correctly. I really enjoy how nice and fun that was. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Happy holidays to people and their families. Yes, it is New Year's Eve, uh, and we've just had our Christmas break. And Armin Ground Vehicles. Yeah, for those guys who are into the, the mixed hobbies, um, I will say I've been enjoying the ground vehicles. I do enjoy uh, bantering away with the guys talking about, and the gals talking about some of the ground stuff because it is an opportunity when you can't go flying. And that's why this big beast came into the existence, into the fleet, because I wanted something for those really annoying days in February where I can just goof around in the backyard for 10, 15 minutes when it's too cold to fly. Uh, the oldest stuff we have is bringing unexpected joy. That is an interesting point. Um, I've been going back into a lot of the old planes and, and really holding on to the fleet, as I mentioned in the last one, getting back into it, refurbishing a couple things, and just having a good time trying to fly stuff that I already own versus rehashing it. And then last, suggestions for the podcast. Uh, keep it up. You're doing a great job. I appreciate that. Uh, you got this. Yeah. Um, guests, more guests, co-hosts, and sidekicks. Working on that. Really am working on that. I really want to try and figure out how to do this. Uh, I'm really sad that Steve couldn't be on the screen and us bantering back and forth. We'll get him on the show. I'll get him through his technical issues. And we'll get him back. And we'll get him on the show to talk about his uh australian perspective on the season because remember as the you know this hemisphere is going into the cold dreadful winter um he's in his summer prime flying season so it's always interesting to see that side of the perspective of what they're going to start flying and what's going to be hot on their end of it so uh talk to alpha steve stewart stewart owes us a uh uh, a visit as well from the hobby king realm because you know we can't get him uh, uh i can't get my hands on him yet to, to come on the show but we'll try um then there's a really interesting little uh tidbit here about the faa uh and the rash uh, and some of the concerns about how all these other businesses potentially could have an impact on the hobby um Alex Zavadi. Yes, Alex is going to come on because uh, he just recently relaunched um, the Drive On channel, which has been fantastic to see. Go for it, Alex, right? Uh, and he's doing some new interesting stuff with his career. Bruce Simpson from New Zealand. Uh, Andrew Newton, who is about to move into his new home in uh, South Australia, I believe. Um, yeah, it would be really awesome to talk to them. And the brothers. Uh, I hope to be able to get him on eventually, get the brothers on and have a little bit of fun with them too. Uh, get more hosts so you don't have to do it all the time. Yeah, working on that, working on that. <laughs> um, Co-hosts would be cool. I'm also trying to figure out how I can use the technology to um, uh, to to kind of have a like a almost like an operator so i can do the talking and someone can do all the switching and everything and we can just keep having some fun so the last category was surprises of 2021 and there are a couple neat ones in here uh the canadian flight fest or the canadian ffn um was a greatly needed and appreciated weekend yes and we want to get uh the boys and i want to get together again and do that because that's just fun we can get it through and have a good time and 
you know, we drive, we fly, we laugh. We did a lot of nighttime FPV. Um, actually meeting all, me doing the maiden flight of all but one of my airplanes. And um, I don't know who mentioned that, but yeah, I was so close. I was so close to getting a couple extra jets and then, you know, things just fell apart. How fast the uh, Draco sold out and remained in back order. Uh, another comment was the Axial uh, SEX6 Jeep, um, the Wrangler 4x4 crawler, and the Freewing uh, PJ50 uh, private jet twin 70mm. This sounds like a Bill Decker kind of comment because he was really big into his uh, his Wrangler crawler. Uh, Flex Innovation 70cc RV8. That looks like a a sweet, sweet airplane. Speaking of the devil, Bill Decker pops on right away. And I see on my th- my system that Steve is, um, he's up. So what I'm going to do, folks, is we're going to get Steve in here in a minute. Um, I'm going to, um, hold on, let me message the man. And I will tell him. Uh, and I will get him on the show. Hello, sir. We are live. Are you there, oh, Steve? Oh, look, I need to apologize for the uh, terrible <laughs> connection, but I'm using a, a mobile phone. I had a, a mobile phone smash while I was trying to set up, and then everything's connected to my mobile phone with every single password that I've got, and I couldn't get into anything. So now it's I've all... created my so, but, but I'm here. So You're here. Good. So we are live right now. You should see the <laughs> ongoing screen and everything. This is something new I'm setting up. And uh, hold on here. We're going to go. We're going to go world. we got chat going. Uh, you're, you're, you, can you move your phone down a bit? <laughs> oh, down a bit? Is that better? There you go. Oh, hang on, we're up there. there we go. We did it. We managed to get <laughs> Steve on the podcast. I am so thrilled. Yeah, so it's been a long time, and um, I've been a busy person, obviously, and everyone has. Is that – hang on, is that that way? That way. Is that better? Which way? No, that's where – Maybe go. this way. <laughs> there, there we go. go. No. Hey. Let's end there we go. <laughs> Awesome. So for, for, for everybody who wants to know from a technical standpoint, I figured out something this morning where, so while obviously Steve is over my shoulder, but he is now seeing the live programming. So you can probably see your comments. He can, he can see the, my darn cat a second time. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit more interactive. I don't know if you're following the chat as it goes, um, but we're, we're there. Okay. As I was <laughs> saying before, as you were just popping in, Steve, um, your season is just getting underway for flying, if I'm correct, as our season is getting into the snowy winter stuff and we put skis onto everything. Um, what are your expectations? And and happy 2022, man. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's 2022 here in Australia because we're obviously ahead of you guys. And um, things have been crazy down under. We've had obviously crazy lockdowns with COVID, really extreme lockdowns, to be honest um we have a new strain of the virus like everyone does and uh our club went through you know a massive bad or my club went through a really bad season with floods and so forth but we've been able to get that club back up and running and like we have seven meters of water go over the club so we had a massive massive flood and if you've ever seen penrith electric modelero club it's a pristine little club out near the foot of the mountains in sydney and it's a uh, it's a it's a real shame, and we got it, but we got it back up and running, and everyone's flying again, and as good as we can. And and I went out there, and we had our Christmas party, which was really good, and it was good to gather around and 
to get back into flying again. And yeah, it is our season. So it is, everyone's out and about doing stuff. I haven't had that much of an opportunity because I've just moved house only a couple of months ago and with the family and uh, and new dogs and everything else. I've just been busy. So it's, uh, that's life. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's crazy, but I've got projects running out everywhere. I've got, I think four or five different projects plus three motorbikes and my son's new motorbike that's behind me, a little pocket racer, which we're going to put together and, He's racing that around, so it's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, it's it's been yeah, life's been pretty hectic this end, but it's been great to see the new models come through. And and I missed. I'm sure you guys have been talking about it and everything else, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been awesome. It's been great to see, and it's it's been good for me being away from the hobby for a while now, and getting back into it as a a hobbyist rather than being in, in that side of it. So I'm enjoying it more which is good. So building my own stuff and getting back into it again. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, Sorry. I just had to change my hands getting sore. Yeah. Well, we will, uh, we'll figure something out here. I got a little booming on my mic. Got a little too close. Um, so Steve, then going into your 22 flying season, Hey, that's not bad. That'll work. Going into your 22 flying season, what are you looking for as far as uh, your go-to planes? Now, we know at your field, your field is electric only. So what do you put in the back of your car when you go flying? Um, lately, I've been going to the, the flying club just to repair things. But my, my go-to aeroplane, if I was to fly at the moment, is still my E-Flight Trojan T28. I know you've been trying to get one, Andre, and... And uh, but that's that's my go-to plane, and also the uh, RV8 from uh, Flex Innovations. I've been flying that after it was crashed, so mm-hmm. it's been repaired and back up in the air again. Obviously, the Freewing Saber. I've been flying that forever. It's had like nearly 200 flights. Nice. Um, so that that's my that's that's my little go-to plane. Um, I'm just about to fly the uh, the Freewing um, Venom. Which everyone knows, it's a nice trainer, and it flies really well. So that's uh, that, that's my next go-to aeroplane. And uh, bigger stuff, I've obviously got some um, uh, two-meter uh, De Havilland Chipmunk, um, and that's uh, from Seagull. So that that's going to be my next balsa plane to fly. And then I've got some other bigger planes and older planes that I've had in there, and I've scrapped a few planes. I think uh, I was working on a Fokker DR1, and that got that got taken apart and used for other projects and scrapped because it was just too big. It was nearly 1.8 meter wingspan, and and I couldn't uh, take it apart. So I um I decided to to let it go. Um, oh, what else? And that's about it, really. Um, but as far as projects go, I've still got uh, English Electric Lightning that I'm putting together. That that from Aero Tetris, which is massive. It's I think it's twin ninety mil and it's uh, 1.8 meters long. So it's a nice electric, and it only weighs something like four and a half kilos or something. So it's, it's without the battery. It's really really light. So that, that's going to be a lot of fun to fly around. It's a belly lander, but a nice big massive airplane to fly around, have a bit of fun with. So. Nice. That's nice. You, uh, yeah, you mentioned that you were, uh, while well, you were getting ready to move and everything, you were really downsizing because you were losing a lot of your storage space and, and got to a point where the collection was just too overwhelming for you to enjoy. So 
Have you been able to trim back a lot of it, or are you just going to hold on to whatever you can for now? No, I got rid of sixty airplanes, so I was I was happy to get yeah happy to get rid of some of the big stuff and some of the the foam bits and pieces that I've that I, that I just didn't fly anymore. Um, but I've still got there's one still sitting on the box up there, which is that's for presentation only. It'll never fly. It's the little goblin which I decided I'll keep. Um, and in here, I've got like a little workshop. So in here, I'm going to eventually do a studio and stuff like that. And and um, I've already started to do my own YouTube channel, but it's uh, been a long time coming. But I I just don't know if I have the energy to do it because it does take, as you know, it does take a lot of time, energy, and resources. And and if anyone who's not in who just watches these, the amount <laughs> of time that goes into these and the amount of frustrating energy that goes into the it, it's incredible. So I um. I'd love to do it, but whether or not I have the energy to do it is another thing. Because I, I mean, obviously I work full time and I've got 108 kids now, and it's uh, it's just life. And I just don't know if I've got the the space to fit it all in. Plus, I still want to ride my motorbikes. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did sell my six liter V8 Holden Commodore that I had, so that that's now no longer with me, and, and it's a bit of a shame. I still have the number plate, but um. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame to see that go, but that's another hobby that I had to let go. But it's uh, <laughs> it, it trying to fit everything in is difficult. And then, like I said, and obviously being a full-time dad's tough and it takes a lot of time, as we all know, and then we've had lockdowns and everything else. But, yeah, but, but um, life is good. Life is very good, busy, and uh, I can't wait to see what, 2022 rings in regards to aeroplanes because I've got so many to pick and choose from. Even though I did cull down 60, I've still got uh, about 40 or so now. So, and and uh, there's a new one, a new one arrived the other day, but we'll call that a Christmas present. Yeah, I know about Christmas presents. Um, uh, well, that, that that was one of the comments in the, in the podcast poll was someone mentioned that they were taking a lot of joy in rediscovering old projects that they'd maybe put aside um, over time and, and just gone in. And you sound like you're right in that category where, um, you know, you, you've got enough in the collection that it's like, you know what, I'm going to fly this one and I'm going to fly it and then I'll decide if I'm going to keep it or not, right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, the uh, yeah, I've got an old Seagull. Um, it's called a Maxi Lift, and it had an old okay. gas motor in it and stuff like that. And I'm just going to turn it into a 10s electric tow. I, I want to tow a, a three meter fly fly glider up. So that's going to be my tow plane and it's going to have, it's got a bomb drop and some other stuff. So that, that's something I want to do. I want to put big wheels on it, obviously, because that's fun. And um, 10 or 12 S just depends on what I need, but I think it's a 2.2 meter wingspan. So that's going to be a, a fun little plane to a project to sort of pull apart and get back together again. Um, still working on my dad's two meter tiger moth, which has been oh, probably five years in the making and, and it's just sat there and my dad always oh, we need to do this we need to but that's another another project i've also got we had a uh, battle of britain day at our flying club about six years ago or five years ago and i had a heinkel 111 that i was going to fly and get ready at that day but i couldn't get it done it's still not done it's still sitting there it's 
I think that's by Black Horse or something. And and it's uh, that, that's another project that I just need to finish off and get in the air. Uh, there's a stack. <laughs> there's heaps. But yeah, you're right. There's, uh, there's <laughs> things that we need to build and and get back up. But that's definitely where I'm at at the moment. There's a lot of nice new aeroplanes coming out. The price has obviously gone up with aeroplanes because of, you know, shipping costs and uh, manufacturing yeah. costs have gone up as well. Uh, but there's, there's, there's a lot of new things out there that I do like, but um, I really justify buying them at the moment when I've got so many planes to pick and choose from. Um, yeah, that, but, the, yeah, and that, I'm, that I'm, was, uh, that was a big part of what I was, uh, talking about earlier. And a lot of the things I want to preface for my, my, my 2022 adventure. And I think a lot of, um, a lot of people on the, what's the mug say? Wiener dog. <laughs> That's awesome. A lot of people on the podcast, a lot of the community. Have you seen my wiener? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. That is gold. Um, but a lot of people are saying the same thing to me. A lot of people are like, love, love these amazing new airplanes that are coming out. Not sure if they feel comfortable um, with the budget. I think it's one of those prefaces where you sit there and you go, you know what? Maybe every year I buy buy that that cat's meow plane and then all the other ones are like used uh or just stuff from the fleet or i find that really sweet deal and just manages to get something how is the um you know on your neck your side of the pond how is the uh the used market strong it's very strong i think um when something wants to go for sale you can name your price nelly it's um the used market's very good, so if you uh, if you want to move some aeroplanes on and make and and make this nearly the same amount of money you paid for it, it's there. Um, and I think that's because the Australian dollar being so low and the import costs going up. Uh, I think the price for like, oh, for instance, the um, what was that new red plane that E-Flight brought out, the, the Draco? Yeah, yeah. That's I think it's over a thousand dollars Australian. So yeah. I can't justify that for a big foam aeroplane. It's nice, it looked good, whatever, but yeah. I can't justify that for a big aeroplane that's made of foam when I can get so many different aircraft and so many, if I'm spoiled for choice with older planes. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I mean that everyone has their own taste. I'm not a big fan of the, the, the Draco. I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, an ugly aeroplane. Am I going to shop for saying that? Oh, no. <laughs> But um, sure, but it's uh, yeah, that was only an example. But there's um, yeah, it, uh, yeah, no, it, it's there's so many different choices out there. I think that you can you can choose, and the aftermarket stuff that you can buy for for aircraft now to add on and three D printing and all that sort of stuff. There's so many different options. So, do you see a good um, do you see a good cross section at your field of aircraft that that you know represent you know, everything from the balsa conversion all the way over to full on bind and flies? Yeah, we're very fortunate with with our one hundred and thirty odd members out there, and we've got some you know some guys that love to buy That's the healthy. new stuff. So I always see everything, which is yeah, it's great to see, and then, and a lot of the a lot of the guys, um, you know. We always use the expression that you know RC planes are like handbags, and everyone's got to sort of compete and have the new one. So these guys get bored pretty quick, and they on sell 
on and then guys change the colour and repaint. So we always see new stuff. And then we always see the old stuff come through where guys have either come from gas to electric because we're an electric field. So we get to see a lot of new or older planes that are now, you know, electrified and, and flying, which is good to see. So um, like some of the older um, you know, Stig models and, and a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of the older stuff, which is good to see. And you know, I've got an old timer, which is, I think it's got a 2.4 metre wingspan and it's like a, a cartoon version of a Cessna. And that's something that I've been working on as well. So that'll be on 6S with a big propeller and fly around nice and slow and stuff like that. I've been, and that's got like a fabric wing and all sorts of stuff and flaps and, but it's an, an old timer and a very nice looking aeroplane. It's, it's pretty cool and unique as well, which is good about these older models. I'm not saying there's nothing unique coming out in the market because we've had some great models come out in the last yeah, few months either. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting to see some of the new models that have come out and, um, you know, interesting to sit back as as not being in the industry anymore and to see the comments about all the different, and there's so many experts in our field, which is great, but um, some of the comments back and, and I, I'm, no, I'm no longer on that oh, anymore. I can sit there and, you know, but I understand. Oh. Yeah, your audio is getting a little garbled there, Steve. You may have to uh, shut off your video feed. Hang on a second. Here we go. Farewell. It's all good. It's all good. Now I'm gone. Now all right. I'm there we back. go. Yeah, not your audio, but your audio is nice right. and clean, which is what we want. Would you uh, cycle the, yeah, your good. video? Now I, can, now I can get undressed. It is New Year's Eve. I New Year's Day over here. It's very hot. It's going to be, a, a, you know, 30 degrees. It's It's 2022 and... And uh, everyone's tired, and I don't think I went to bed till about two o'clock, and I got up at like seven. Andre begging me to come. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So, so where were we? So that so we've seen some some new stuff. Uh, the oldest older models coming through, which is great to see, and and um, still we see the evolution of new aeroplanes that come through, which is really great. And then I was saying how I'm no longer in the hobby and I get to look at all the posts and, and sit back and sort of feel sorry for the manufacturers because I understand what they go through. And you yeah. see all these comments about, you know, like a, a manufacturer release an aeroplane and it's because it doesn't tick all the boxes that, you know, guys can get upset and have little tantrums and that sort of stuff. And it's, it's just, it's pretty funny to see considering we are just talking about, you know, our, our hobby and, and yeah. yeah, well... Yeah, I don't like to use that word because sometimes they're not toys. Sometimes they're expensive. Oh, no, okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, and they're and they're pretty serious piece of kit. Yeah, that's valid. That's very valid. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, I've come back to the realization that this hobby uh, or any of these ho RC hobbies have been very, very um, important to people's well-being. And it's interesting because you know where I work, they're very very proactive on mental well uh, mental well-being mental health and it's it's one of those things um you know if you catch yourself not doing your hobby after a while then it's like hmm so it's it's um so i can see i can see when and, and you know you've you've saved up you've saved everything you've got you've thrown it at this thing and it doesn't work right i can i can see where a little bit of stress and anxiety comes into that I'm going to actually go back to your um, your building of some of these older aircraft. How is 
on your end of the world, how is the supply for parts? You know, um, one of the things I want to re really get back into into 2022 is the scratch building because I really enjoyed that, but I'm concerned about being able to pick up yeah. all the the raw material to make this electric airplane go. The servos, the ESC, the batteries, the motors, the props, and everything. Is that is that still something that you can do in 2022? Well, I think with the and I'll say with the demise of hobby king as we that's all i'm going to say about that um it the way that that they sort of came in and and you know fallen in there and now we've sort of had to go to different options so a lot of guys are using different you know obviously parts coming and being shipped uh, takes a lot longer than normal um but i think a lot of the guys have gone back to the hobby shop which is um, interesting because the, you know, I've got a pretty good relationship with a few hobby, you know, shops in Sydney, and and yeah, and also around Australia, and the, the that market has sort of gone up a bit. So that the guys that are buying, you know, bits and pieces are using, you know, via hobby shops, and 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 then obviously getting it posted internally in Australia. Um, but yeah, you're right. The supply of like balsa wood and timber and, and and all that sort of stuff is very difficult like some and the quality is very poor so it's yeah you have to be sort of yeah, you have to buy in bulk to make sure you get a good range of supply of timber if you're going to build something and i've found that I, like my dad builds model boats and and just to get the timber and the bits and pieces he needs is a struggle um but i think then we go on to like 3d printing and that sort of stuff which helps if you've got a you know a good three or you know a good three printing company or someone that can help you out you know rather than sit there and do it yourself, then you're able to do a lot of things that that, that would benefit you. But still, yeah, you're right. Like servos, motors, as soon as they come into stock in Australia, say for Hobby King, for instance, then they're gone straight away. So, um, you know, let's hope that Hobby King stay in the future. I don't know what's going to happen there. It's yeah, it's not looking promising. Closing warehouses, I. But to to be honest, I haven't really kept you know in touch with what's happening I, I i look at it now and again from afar and i and i see it and i just think like damn shame you know they're a, a great a great company and 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 they they were at the forefront of that delivery um but you know there's banggood and there's other guys that are still out there doing stuff and then there's all these other smaller guys that we can and harder for sure Without, without a doubt. Like, even, like, Carly Graphics to get stuff out of her now to Australia is just nuts. You know? You yeah. Know. Yeah. Oh, they, even even Which anything, is, post the post and, system, and unfortunately, that, is overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it took, I think it was nine months for me to get a model from Europe. So, but I just, you know, I wasn't in a rush to get it. And it no. landed and it was eventually, yeah. it was nearly as bad as the, uh, the Saab Vigan from Canada. Remember that? That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> And I've and I've still I've still got it in the box, Andre. It's still there. Yes. I've had yes. so many people want that airplane off me, and I'm like, no, it's mine. <laughs> I will, I will. It's it's a, it's a New Year's resolution from me, Andre. Is the Saab Vigan will fly in 2022. Yeah, and for those people who are wondering, <laughs> I, many, many, many moons ago now, I sent Steve for probably what was it Christmas? Yeah, it must have been a Christmas gift or something like that. I sent him one of my uh, seven FT. Uh, vegan, uh, which was uh, designed by our good friend uh, um, 
Vindestal. Yeah, and uh, just yeah. yeah, David Vindestal. Thank yeah. you. Brain fade there. Uh, yeah, and so Steve has to you know get that plane together and fly it one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like it's not like I don't have the spare parts to put it together. I've got everything I need. It's just a matter of of, of the time and the energy, like I said before, just yep. to get back into it. And I think stuff like that is is uh, is what it's all about too, because those flight test models that we've all seen and and you know even those even that to come to Australia is is really expensive. So um, yeah. even for the the flat pack kits, they're they're still expensive. So it's um yeah it's but it's. It's an interesting, like, we've got some good stuff, and I'm no doubt 2022 is going to bring some new models. I'm waiting for a new, you know, Alpha or 100 both, what you promised me. You didn't really, but anyway. I uh, I want that model to come out. Like, it's been a long time for Flightline to bring out a Warbird. Um, yeah. I'm sure they've got one coming. I can't, you know, whatever that, that may be. Well, hopefully it's, it's something good. Uh, and if it's not good, hopefully it's something new. Even if it's a new Spitfire, I'm up for it. I don't care. But um, so I'm going to pose this question. Um, I think I think we're seeing a slowdown in, in uh, across the board, and I'm almost thinking that this is a good thing. Do you think at one point, particularly when you were working in the industry, the ramp up and the output time was getting to a point where it was unrealistic, and and maybe the hobby was moving too quickly for its own good health. Is that possible? The industry end of it, at least. I think, um, when, when the demand is so high and your supply is so fast, something has to give quality sometimes has to give. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've seen that over the years, like where, you know, whereas we wanted something to come out to market, to a certain level and it was brought out to a certain level which wasn't the, the the level that we wanted and we were like given the you know just release it just bring it to market it, it's good enough and that that was a really bad mentality to have um so we were pushed to bring stuff out and it was just not the level that we wanted um it was pretty disappointing and i think that's just because we were pushing so much um but yeah, you know, you're right, and, and it's good to see like some new players, like um, uh, XJet. I think is it XJet? XFly. XFly. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and XFly, they've got some fantastic, and some of their stuff's come under the radar. Like, I mean, that I think it, you know that that jet that they had it looks like a Thunder jet, uh, the Thunder, yeah, uh, Thunder Flash. Sorry, um, it's got the swept wing and everything. I can't the series. That's what's cool. Um, and, and, and that kind of come under the radar, like, and you see all these, the, um, you know, Motion RC brought out the Vulcan and that sort of took the limelight a little bit. And this aeroplane come underneath the radar, which is a, you know, a lot of guys, you know, I haven't seen one at my club yet, for instance, where I've sent a lot of Avantis and Futuras and stuff like that. Yes, this yeah. aeroplane from, from all, from um, everything that I've seen about it, the quality looks amazing. Um, it's, it's flyability looks good. Uh, I just want to see one before I get one. But um, there's and, – and they've also got some smaller aircraft. Like I saw that they have a new little twin-engine – like a um, – what does it look like? It's a little twin-engine sort of utility plane that I just saw and for some reason it's in the sidelines. And I'm just like, how come no one's talked about this little plane? This looks pretty cool. Um, 
and and there's some you know so i mean like and there's some interesting subjects coming through as well like the new business jet stuff obviously coming off the back of the l30 a l37 for um motion rc we see the new i think it's based off and then uh xy bring out one like I think it was five minutes before they released their one. I mean, like, this is cool. It's, it's competition again. When I think FMS and back in the day, FMS and um, and Freewing used to be head-to-head producing stuff. And, um, yeah, it's interesting. I saw that on RC Castle, Andre. Yeah, the Jets? No, no, it's a little, it's a, a twin-engine propeller. It's really cool-looking plane. It's, it's funky-looking. It's like 1,400 wingspan. Um kind of looks like a britain a norton or whatever that english plane is with the the high tail and stuff like that. It's just a cool looking light plane but cool I'll, well, they I'll don't have it, it on you. their page i've actually before everybody watching the podcast i pulled up the uh, yeah, their page and they've only got four edfs and like yeah the uh, the t uh, the t7a which is kind of like it looks like a a euro jet versus an f18 and stuff like that and then yeah they've got their uh their their j60 oh, the, uh, j65 and stuff like that so that's kind of cool yeah 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 but that that's serious down the bottom there that, that's a really nice looking airplane like it looks really mm-hmm. cool i think someone painted up with silver and u.s air force markings and it, it just looked like a, a thunder flash it's a cool looking jet it looks fast just sitting there so um Let's let's see what they bring out next. It looks interesting. Bingo. Very interesting. Bingo. Yeah, I'm 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 you know watching. I'm watching what they're doing. I'm watching who's releasing them. Watching who's supporting them. Because that's the one thing I, I I've always I always look for. If a fan manufacturer comes in, okay, fine, your jets are there. Can you get spare parts? Because we all know what we yeah, do with course. jets. We we kill the landing gear. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I don't, but yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We all know you just you just take the jet out completely. Yeah, I don't worry about landing. I just take out fences and all sorts of stuff. I don't <laughs> if it if it doesn't land on its wheels and it doesn't land at all, it just straight in like a fence post, Andre. Straight in. Mm-hmm. But um, why not? Might as well go out in style. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, and I think the their version of the Gulfstream has different landing gear to the free wing one. I think the free wing one's got chunkier landing gear. So that's going to suit my field, for instance, where it's a nice grass field yeah. where in, in yeah. you know, where, where yeah. your scale undercarriage on a, on a, on a paved runway is going to be great. But so yeah. they're the things that we look for, like sure it's, you know, it doesn't look scale, but um, the usability and how it's going to work for you and how it's going to come back in the car is a big thing. You know, like it's, it's one of those things where we, and you're right, you need to look at, like I think that little jet up there, that little T, what is it, the T seven? I think yeah. that's a uh, it's a fixed undercarriage from memory. Um, and then I think you have the A10 is the same thing. But and 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 that's another point that that I make on a lot of EDFs too is like where do you fly? Where do you go? And I, a good number of my jets won't deal with grass, yeah. but I've got a gravel field, so I have to look at the intakes on the bottom because I've. I remember my uh, yeah, yeah. my vampire. I'm just sandblasting, gravel blasting the the yeah. EDF fan. Uh, there's a comment here about Aero RC as well. Uh, they have got a couple nice um, entry level. Uh, the Aero Viper added uh, rudder beefed up in the e- they beefed up the ESC and flies on 4S and and yeah. uh, the Twin Nova is pretty slick. That's the X Fly. I think that's the one you're talking about, Steve. Um, 
a bunch a bunch of these manufacturers are starting to actually recognize that you know okay have a couple 6s aircraft but make sure you've got the 4s and potentially the 3s i know at my at the great hobbies here in ottawa they have a whole bunch of 3s jets which are just fantastic to get into i i kind of want to say the 4s is the probably the better one because you get a little bit of taste of the speed and the punch and then you can focus in on on your landings and everything with a jet because as it was mentioned before yeah. someone mentioned you know jets are four minutes and yeah it's very much so get in there and fly with your jet right away and make sure you uh you know make sure you get the thing back on the ground after three and a half minutes otherwise yeah. your fence posting unless, the darn thing unless you're flying the e-flight havoc and you can fly for 21 minutes Sorry, that always makes me laugh. I, I, that was a good one. That was a good one. That's that's a no. lot of that's a lot of lift and coast, lift and coast, right? Is that the that's the racing term? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like it's a lot of off throttle there, a lot of off throttle. But and and put a, I think it had a twenty two thousand milliamp battery or something like that. But oh my god, um, no, but it's and but like E Flight brought out the Tomcat, the new little Tomcat, and it's got fixed undercarriage, and you fly it around, or you can belly land it. It's like like yeah. little micro looking thing. But, that, but it's tiny. Cool. It's tiny and um paint that sucker up right away right you know yeah uh, 100%. oh it's just I, it looks small it looks cool i i can't wait to see one in person because i want to see how the swing wing works and everything and, yeah but it is so tiny uh jeff's customer c says what's up everybody happy new year's yes happy new year's jeff um oh yeah see we could probably go on for 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 a while oh, but i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of curious um what was your favorite plane from 21 like i went through the list uh before the show while you were trying to figure out your your, all your technology issues what was your favorite plane from last year that came out yeah uh that's uh i can't remember how far back some of these planes go but uh it's uh, th- that's what I mean. Being out of the hobby, it's been interesting to see. And I, was, I think I was talking to you. I was looking at uh, different aircraft that got released in this year, and I was like, "Did that get released this year or last yeah. year?" Yeah. Well, that's why when, when I do the survey, I always preface what had an impact. Like it probably got let released yeah. last year, but a lot of people probably didn't get their fingers on it till this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, especially here in Australia, like we're probably four or five months behind uh, in regards to getting new stock. So that's uh, a-, a challenge as well. But. Um, no, what um for me, oh, see, it's very difficult because a lot of stuff that got released, I kind of just went like, yeah, that's okay, but I don't really mm-hmm. care. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's not because I've got a bad attitude. It's just that I've got so many other things going on. Um, I, I, but my 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 airport, but I don't, I, I can't remember when the uh, Flightline Corsair came out. I think that was last year, so I can't put that in the mix. But I think um. I think in Australia, when I mean, we haven't had it that long, so I I I love that airplane. I think it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, Which one? I think it, Which one? Uh the the free wing course, uh, the flight line course air. The yeah, yeah, yeah. But which canopy? The oh, bird cage or the bubble yeah. top? No, nah, bubble top's got nothing, nothing at all. The the bird cage definitely for me the the yeah. original one. Um, I think that airplane. I, I read a book just recently. That's right, Andre. I read a book. Um, <gasps> and. I know I had I had time. It wasn't even a like audio. It was it was actually I actually read the the book. It was amazing. It was about the Royal Navy and how they started to fly the Corsair in the Pacific and how the US dumped the idea of the Corsair because it was too difficult to fly. And these guys actually taught the Americans how to fly and land the aircraft. 
So it was uh, very interesting in how they had to clip the wing to fit it under the under the deck of the. So if I ever bought one of them, uh, we, which is definitely on my shopping cart, um, I would turn it into a Royal Navy version because just the the, the history of the these guys and what they did. Yeah. I, I guarantee, I mean, I'm sure the American, I know the Americans had an amazing history with the Corsair, but the, this book actually, it was, it was amazing. And, and so that airplane there is on my, on my, my to-do list for sure. Um, I also like the, I think it was the Viper that E-Flight brought out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 90mm Viper is a really sweet aircraft. Yes. Not 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 massively happy with the color scheme that they brought out, but then I saw the FMS version, and the color scheme looks amazing. It looks really good. And a mate of mine actually had one, um, uh, Stevie King. If you're listening, he had one on the maiden that uh, rolled over and smashed into the ground to about forty pieces. So it was a, it was a sad 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 event for everybody. But um, that airplane looks pretty cool. I, I like this, the the color scheme and the shape of it. But the E-Flight F-16. I think that's that's if I was to buy an EDF tomorrow, it would be the E-Flight F-16. Interesting, um, interesting, because it's not as big, obviously, as the 90, but it's still a pretty nice. Was that the 80 mil? Yeah, the 80 mil. So, yeah, but that's it's a good a lighter, power system. Lighter. Like I, I, the F-16 is a very cool looking jet, but the um, the 90 mil is a bit heavy, and it's a bit older technology as well. Even though I do, I, I do like it, but I think this newer one flies a little bit better. Um, RC Geek had one, and I saw that video, and uh, I was sort of with the. I think it took a long time to roll out, so I think that was one thing. We might have to install some brakes on it, um, but but obviously on grass it'll slow down a little bit. But uh, it it flew really really well. I, I like that. Uh, yeah, that that's one airplane that I I do like. Um, and then some of the smaller planes, like the little RV seven, I think it was that came out from E Flight, which looked really mm-hmm. cool, but. Um, but like flew really well, looks nice in the air, but for some reason and, and, um, it looked, it looked vanilla. Is that, it looked a bit plain and I don't know why it, it but it, it, it should be interesting. It should, but it, it just, yeah. some, something's missing with that airplane. I don't know what it is. Um, and balsa, if I was to pick a balsa plane, it hands down would have to be the hangar nine pit special. If nice. I had the fun. Yeah, if I had the funds. Yeah, because that, that one, yeah, that that airframe is, you know, that's a that's almost a thousand dollars for the airframe. Then you have to put everything the, into it to make it just right, yeah, yeah. and it's not going to yeah. be a success plane. It's going to be something a little bit more special than that. And it and it looks it looks amazing. Like I it just and, and I've always been a fan of the pit. So um, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. But then uh, what else is out there that that I, that I do like? Um, yeah, I don't know. What what else? Um, that I, that I've seen that I've just gone that ticks. That's about it, really. That sort of that, that standouts for me. I'd say it's still um, it's still decent. And 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 what I like and what I've come back to say um, a lot of times is uh, and 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 looking over my notes and everything and what I was trying to articulate earlier in the show was that yeah. Um, well, oh, the, budget. Uh, Go ahead. The the the, the Hobby Kings um, twin King Air or whatever it was. The, mm, the twin. Yes, King. yes, yes. That's and a, that that's a nice that, plane. Um, yeah, that that's a very nice looking airplane. Uh, a little bit disappointed that they didn't bring out. I think we had one we were looking at, 
which we got up to, um, I think it might have been up to like a CAD drawing or whatever it was. And and that was of the Beach 18, which is an older version of a twin engine aeroplane, which which I would have preferred because it's got better classic lines. I, I'm just an older generation one sort of jet aeroplane guy and, a, and an older World War II sort of guy. So I do enjoy the older aircraft. But mm. that's an interesting civilian thing. And I think the civilian schemes work really well because they fit into that sports category. And the sports category, as we know, sells a lot more than what a Warbird does. Um, so, yeah, that's a cool-looking plane. And with the same um, albatross and also in the bushmule, it's uh, plenty of grunt on 4S. And, yeah. yeah. And I've seen some of the guys uh, um, flying. Uh, John BHC flew one, and I think there was um, – yeah, some of their videos of the flight performance is pretty good. Stuart always, always flies the aircraft really well, so it's good to see. Um, but, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that civilian market obviously is working because uh, we've seen, you know, some jets come out in the civilian scheme. And Yeah, nothing, what's, what's it doesn't next? always have to. Well, I mean, that's, that's the real fun part of it, and I think that's one of the things I need to um, I try this year is actually paint some of the stuff I have up. I mean, I want to do the Bushmill I've got sitting in there. I want to do a military scheme on it just for kicks because I think it will look pretty cool. Yeah, the club who, who, like, we used to have the aircraft called a Nomad, which was made by the Australian Aircraft Corporation out here, and we built it for the Australian Army, and it was a death trap of a thing. It was a terrible aeroplane, but um, it looked kind of like a Bushmill. So if you see a GAF GA GAF Nomad, it's um, it's a it's a cool looking aeroplane, but the tail used to break off in air, so no one used to like to fly them. But um, and it's similar to the Caribou, where you've got a twin engine aeroplane and it's a military sort of colour scheme. You camo it up yeah. and it looks really cool. So yeah, you're right. You, you could easily do in a military scheme, and also with the the new jet, there's some military, um, you know, military schemes for sure. You could do in say the AL. 37, I think you could turn that into a Poseidon pretty quick, a P8. Mm-hmm. And you could turn mm-hmm. it into, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, there's the Australia fly, the same as the Americans, they, they fly the um, early war uh, AWACS. Um, yep. What do they call it? We call it the, I think we call it the wedge tail over here. Um, but that, that's a cool looking plane with a big radar on the top of it and you could convert it and do whatever you want. So there's, there's many options and and that's something that, that makes the hobby unique too, is that you can get these foam aircraft fairly cheap yep. and you can put your own touch on it and paint them up. And that's something that I want to do, like I said, with the Corsair. And there's something definitely I want to do with a few Spitfires that I've got. And I've got, you know, oh, there's a lot, Andre. There's a, there's a lot I want to do. <laughs> I, I took a breath then because I realised how many aircraft I've got. But like, for instance, I'm, a zero from FMS, the old zero that I'm redoing at the moment, and that, that's another one that's that's here somewhere, and that's um, that's going to be painted up as, um, and that's something that I like to do as well. Is I'll find an aircraft that we've used, uh, and has a story behind it, and then you can build that aircraft and and sort of fly that that person's aeroplane, for instance. Yes, um, yes. That, that's interesting. That's something that I like to do, and I think. You know, hats off to the guys who, who you know, get these aircraft and then go and see the full-size one. I've seen some pictures of, like, the B-24 Liberator with the actual B-24 Liberator and they've taken photos together and then the guys have gone and flown in it, or, you know. And I think one of the guys actually worked on that aeroplane. So that was great to see. Um, 
you know, it, it takes it back to the C-130. I think that's been discontinued now from Hobby King, but it, it, that, that was a cool idea, you know, where you could bring out an aircraft, great fuselage, and guys can just do whatever they want. Yes. Customize yeah. it. One of, uh, one of the guys, Ryan Papp, did a full, well, he converted his over to a fire rescue um, aircraft or, or Coast yeah, Guard. Yeah. It looked it looked great. Looked absolutely great. Yeah, we have a seven three seven in Australia which we use for um firebombing. And one of the guys from my from my flying club is actually in the uh rural fire service. So he uh painted it up as a as that aircraft and flew it around. It was an amazing, you know, cool colour scheme and still, you know, flies it, loves it. But uh, in saying that, you know, like for years, you know, Hobby King had plain white aircraft that you could buy and paint and they never sold so it's interesting yeah. it's really it's, and it's it's a very very bizarre thing you can bring an airplane out and spend all this energy and time and making sure the colors are correct and making sure this is right for the customer and then they get it and paint the damn thing it's like we may as well <laughs> but um but yeah and and so yeah the 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 colored version and the non but then yeah there's a whole production delay behind that and you got to satisfy everybody i i see it i completely see it but all of a sudden like you said within the last couple years there's this desire and this appetite for people who actually want to do that with your aircraft so we had those discussions we had lots of those discussions yeah so fascinating i've I've always wanted to uh, militarize a tundra for some reason don't mm-hmm. know why but little little uh, uh, little observer kind of platform yeah yeah something like a yeah something like that so it's got some rockets on or something i don't know something, something cool <laughs> that'd be fun <laughs> that would be a lot of fun actually yeah i've seen that i think a guy did it with the timber uh he turned it into like a forward air controller sort of thing from vietnam that looked pretty cool but um man one airplane i do like Here's one. Here's a big one. Is uh, V? I think it was VQ Hobbies or Legend Hobbies in the states. I think they call it over there. And um, they brought out the new uh, Sky Raider with the four seats. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's the one. It's it's the one that they used to put troops inside it and everything else. And they could. It was a like so. It's a Sky Raider, but it's just a fat version of the Sky Raider. And that, that, that's a one cool-looking aeroplane that's just been released or about to be released. I think RC Geek had it the other week on his, on his social media or something like that. Um, and I can't, I can't comment on social media at the moment because I've been banned for 120 days. So Again? Um, again. <laughs> now, I'm always banned. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> I just tease the wrong person, I think. But anyway, life goes on. So, yeah, 120 days, I'm banned. But anyway, what do you do? You just sit back and laugh um but um so yeah if, if you haven't got a happy new year um, um post from me that's because i'm not on facebook at the moment which is good because it frees me up to build my aircraft and i'm not stuck in the vortex that is facebook so it's good there you go there you go some pluses there well 100%. i tell you man go ahead no no you're right. i just said 100 percent. that's what it yeah. is it's been awesome talking to you. I'm actually going to uh, probably, um, wow, I mean, this podcast has been going on pretty good, which has been pretty amazing for the last one of, of um, 2021, episode 94. So yeah. the next show will be 95. And actually, uh, actually, Steve, you know, 
chime in if you want to, but I'm going to just, I, I want to come off, cover off some of the, uh, some of my notes. And I think we've, we've hit them all as I've gone through and I'm loving the discussion between everybody, between Bill and Jeff RC's, uh, Jeff's custom RC about painting and doing up aircraft and, and Lee and Davis and everybody, and everybody who's joined in on the chats. It's been super awesome that people are taking the time today to, to pipe in before, uh, before the, uh, you know, North American side of the world takes a little closer <laughs> to 2022. Um, um, but I like the fact that we've touched off on like the, the sticker shock of the price and stuff like this, uh, covering off, you know, what interests. I love the fact that yes, most of the stuff and a lot of the areas where I'm going to try and focus the podcast and energy into down the road is, is looking at, um, you know, stuff that is obtainable to the average user listener for the podcast, talking about budget minded, uh, projects, doing a lot more, uh, building and everything. Uh, and, and one of the things I want to point out too, is one of the feedback, because I was soliciting feedback about the show and everything and keep sending this in. People want to see more consistency. Uh, so I'm going to float the idea of Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Every couple of weeks, probably every two to three weeks, depending on how things go for this uh, for the show and everything. But you know, let me know what everybody thinks about that. I don't like trying to do too many back-to-back episodes because if there's nothing interesting to talk about, but if I can get into some builds and some projects, definitely. I also want to pitch the idea of what do people think about the uh, the YouTube channel? Because I I do do the podcast, I do do the the YouTube channel. Should I make the YouTube channel more focused on the RC after hours end of it, or should I just keep that whole blame Andre Jandra uh, going? Because I'm not sure about the dual uh, the dual end of it, but you know, let um, I me mean, you know what everybody thinks. Because I'm always kind of curious. Uh, I'm just banning people. I think that. I think that comes down to your to, to your time, like and your energy. Like mm. you've got this amazing, you know, you've got this amazing energy and ability to do it. And you know what it's like when you sort of get, you know, some some of the YouTubes, you know, you, you, some of you, you know, I sounded so old then. Some of your YouTubes, but some of the the clips, you know, they can rate really well, and others can can do poorly, even though it's a very similar sort of material. Um, and it just depends on where it lands. It's, it's yeah. very – and it's frustrating and, and all that sort of stuff. And the last thing you want to do is to lose guys like yourself, Andre, because you put so much energy into what you do. And, and it, it's it's always great to watch. You know, your energy is just – it's – I don't know how you do it. Like, I just, I just don't because yeah, – <laughs> I it's run on just, coffee – I literally run on <laughs> coffee and insulin, my friend. Coffee and insulin. Everybody remember that. No um, – there is definitely been a lot, of, a lot of channels these days. A lot of channels these days can turn into infomercials, and they can be very sort of like uh, all you want to do is just skip to certain things. Where you, you know it's good to actually have that variety and that 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 information that uh, sort of sticks with you or gels with you. Um, yeah. Rather than you know, it's it's great to see new stuff come out, and it's great to see different people flying in different areas. But sometimes you just think to yourself like. No, that's the same as the last five videos you've done. Like, and it's very difficult to have new content. It's very difficult to be sort of um, ahead of the curve on what's new with technology as well, and where you're going to focus your energy. And there's so many different avenues you can go down, and oh, some work, some don't. It's a yeah. It's a it, there's challenge. there there's a. Uh... Yeah, and like you said earlier on when you were commenting about the you know whether you want to do your channel or not. Um... 
yeah, some days I don't feel creative. And so, so it's, uh, if I do a video, some of them are more complex and some of them are a little bit more simple. And, and I know where I fit in the whole ecosystem and I yeah. know why I continue doing it. And I know why this podcast still goes because, you know, the, there's a huge community. There's a huge community behind it. And it was really some really awesome earlier on in the year when I had a lot of questions about why. And the answers were, were coming back and echoing and resounding echo. So I just kind of said, you know what? I don't care about the stats. I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about anything about that. I just care about the ability to t- continue to have that conversation with the community. And it's, if there's engagement, that's awesome for me because that's what I feel. That's where my energy comes from, Steve, having that engagement, having yeah. fun and that, that was one of the one of the one of the things i wanted to do with with my channel was just to do it based around my flying club because mm-hmm. that interests me and if mm-hmm. five people from my flying club watch it then so be it you know i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna see it as a waste of time because those five people have got something out of it it can be like a you know and, and but i didn't know which way to go and i, I did film a little bit and then i kind of just went like you know what i just don't i'm not feeling it i, I don't i don't really no have the energy behind it and i don't have the time or the focus to do it um yeah. you know i started to produce labels and i started to do like a little bit of like you know like the the, the sign work that would go with the channel and i started to do some other stuff and then i kind of just went you know what i'm i don't maybe hobby king burnt me a little bit because i was just burnt out from from those days yes and it's I could, oh, no 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 it's it's very possible because um, you know, if our day jobs are, are, are demanding enough and we're supposed to do this for fun, but if you're stuck behind a computer trying to do post-production for hours and hours and yeah. hours and hours, right? So, yeah. And then I, and then after I left Hobby King, I did some other stuff for some other guys and um, kind of got burnt there as well. And I kind of just, you know, thought like, you know, what am I doing with with my, with the, with the hobby and with myself? And I, am I going to continue this as a career or am I going to just leave it and I just left it completely because I just didn't I didn't really feel the love for it anymore and it was very disappointing because I've done it for a long time and I've got so many resources to build and to do stuff and I just don't you know it's it sort of it, it, yeah, it took it away from me a little bit but it's people like yourself and there's other guys out there in, in, in you know, YouTube land or in, and they keep the industry and they keep the hobby afloat with all their energy. Like, you know, the, the, the brothers over in Slovenia, it's always good mm-hmm. to see them. You know, we always comment with each other and, and have fun. And, you know, and it still takes me back to I remember when, when I first saw these guys and I was like, you know, these guys are pretty fun. And then that's what it was. It was all, you know, there's a cut, there's, there's many others that, that I reached out to and, and got their channel sort of exposed by a hobby thing, which is good. Um, and and there's there's guys you know like yourself Andre who you know it, you know you just said it before it takes so much energy and so much willpower to want to do it even when you're having the worst days you think to yourself I don't want to do this but you have to sort of pump yourself up to do it um, it's very it's very I mean, hats off to everyone who does it so and like I said I, I wanted to do it but you know maybe I will maybe there's something in the future you never know yep you never hey, know your 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 summer's just starting my friend. <laughs> Oh, and 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 I've got plenty plenty to do, and I've got plenty of volunteers to help. Uh, it's just whether or not I want to do it now. So, yep, one day at a that, time. Just tick it off, Andre. Just tick it off. Yep. But um, no, I d- definitely want to get back out to the field again with my dad and get back flying and, and do some stuff like that. Trying to encourage one of my sons to uh, 
take up the hobby, but for some reason, no interest at all. Um, my eldest boy just wants to ride pocket bikes and ride motorbikes, which is fine. And um, the other one is just video game crazy. So he's happy with that and, and he's, you know, a bit, bit more of an academic, and we, which is fine, which is good, but no interest in flying aircraft or looking at full-scale aircraft or anything like that. So I just have to Excellent. do it by myself. Yeah, well, I know the feeling, my friend. I know oh. the feeling. All right. I'm going to jump into here because I got some thank yous to do. Because uh, this year, there's been a lot of really fun. Uh, and, and 2021, I, I, I have to give a shout out to uh, to Hobby King and all the support they've given to me, uh, to the podcast. And just, those, you know, there have been a healthy number of uh, uh, products uh, that came our way for reviews, which has been awesome. They continue to talk to me, which is good. It's better than some of the manufacturers out there. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, and, and good luck in, in, in tw- uh, 2022 for sure, because there's a company I really, really hope we see survive and, and come out because obviously they've gone through a rough time oh, yeah. and we want to see them come back. Um, great hobbies. You guys have been awesome. The team here in Ottawa have been an absolute um, uh, lifesaver on many occasions. So I appreciate them. Sam from the Hangar RC. Um, let's keep having fun together. Um, speaking of which, I'm going to bring something up on my website stuff right now. They're having a build challenge for any of you scratch builder types who uh, want to get in there with some foam board and have a little bit of fun. That website is up and running and the competition starts tomorrow, January 1st. They will be accepting uh, submissions so check out uh, thehangerrc.com slash buildoff for all those details um, because those uh, what, what Sam and, and everybody are doing is, is pretty cool and a good build-off is great for keeping your imagination cranking away. Um, Frank and Sean, uh, my defiant uh, renegade buddies, uh, man, we talk about DJI technology, foam building ideas and Sean's on his crazy hovering uh, uh, expeditions and everything. And it's just, you know, I love the technical chat. It's, it's just really good. And then I have a, I have a whole little gaggle of, uh, of buddies that talk to me on, on, uh, on Facebook. And it's really the, those guys keep, keep, um, they keep me interested in the hobby. And like you said, Steve, they're, they're just, they're just people that, you know, you can lean on and chat and everything. And, and they make all the difference in your day. So I'm going to cover off some of my highlights and notes yeah. that I put in here, because I think it's, it's, it's again, I'm going to be, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you know, 2021 was a strange year. So many ups and downs. And you can see that in, in, I looked at my YouTube content and even the podcast, there was a dip. And that energy just yeah. went away. Um, I do feel more confident. We're having to be a lot more careful all of a sudden. And you've mentioned that too, Steve, where, where you know, we just got to know from the, the, the schools that the kids' school is delayed starting in January because they're still unsettled. There's a lot going on. Not going to Ohio, but at least I saw my buddies, you know, for a weekend here in Ottawa. It was huge. Um, I didn't build as much. Mm-hmm. I'll Go give ahead. you an example of what what what's hap- what happened in Australia was we had those crazy lockdowns where we weren't allowed out and we were we were sort of locked into our homes between certain hours and we could only you know one person from each household could go shopping and mm-hmm. and you're allowed to exercise one hour a day and it was all that sort of stuff and there were different suburbs that were actually locked in 
in in, in Sydney. It was wasn't down to the whole city. It was just certain suburbs were actually locked down, or government areas, and we sort of had around about two thousand a day of uh, infectious rate. And today I saw on the news that it's twenty two thousand, so it's ten times that bad. Even though it's a different yeah. strain, but we're still not seeing those lockdowns, which is good because we've got you know ninety five percent vaccination rates or something like that. So it's just. Crazy, crazy, crazy times. And let's hope that we don't get locked down in 2022. Let's hope that we can just sort of, uh, it's very cliche, I suppose, but live with this stupid virus and and, and sort of, uh, you know, God knows what the future's going to hold next year. But hopefully we're able to get out there and do some flying. And if not, then we, uh, you know, back onto the simulators, I suppose. Exactly. And well, uh, a bit like we flew that. together, but uh, yeah, even even my flying club here in Ottawa, they said uh, based on uh, public uh, public uh, health and safety rules and everything, limited to twenty five people. So it's like you know, yeah. well, what if you drive? You know, do I drive a half an hour or do I just go to the park and bring an airplane and just blitz really quick? Which is my intention for tomorrow yeah. because I haven't flown my entire vacation, but the weather's been kind of weird, or I've just been doing other stuff. Where, um, Rick says, a highlight, flying with Andre. Yes, that was awesome, Rick. Thank you. That was a really good time. Um, I, I noticed I didn't build as much this year, and that was bad. Um, and that's, I've got to fix, but I think that's a side effect of working in the basement. But on the other hand of it, I'm super excited with what I was able to do technology-wise and improving the overall quality of the podcast. Um, that yeah, has yeah. been big. The camera, all the camera tech, and the new, the better microphone, and just I can get the setup up and running in like under thirty minutes, which is huge for being being able to do a podcast. And then I'm on the bench, and that for me has made the show a lot more dynamic. I'm not sitting in my chair or anything like that. I'm up. I'm moving around. I've had access to the bench. If I start doing more stuff on the bench and I need more camera view and everything, I'll throw a second camera up and presto, we've got a lot yeah. more f functionality and flexibility in this environment. The TV behind, you know, when 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 people's internet connections can can manage it, it's pretty cool to have it all dialed <laughs> in. So we've seen that. So that's been good. Um, one of my notes I too put too is a desire to get back into roots, and I mentioned this earlier in the show. I'm going to try and push that back. I'm really going to try and get back into even scratch mode building with foam board, budget friendly. But I put it in my, my notes, um, the risk of not being able to get parts reliably. And we talked about that too. And so we'll see where that yeah, all leads. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see what else. I have sticker shock. We've talked about that. Uh, tech upgrades to the podcast and everything. So yeah. So like going back, let everybody know, what do you think about Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, if every couple of weeks we do a show, whether it's a full-blown podcast, which will go to audio, or we do a chat session and maybe get more guests, people talking and everything on the show and everything, have a little bit of fun. We'll play with those ideas. Um, the power is there, the ability, the technology and everything, and obviously we can hold a really good conversation with a bunch of people. So... Um, yeah, more budget-friendly point of view from the hobby, finding those great deals, scratch builds, etc., buying and fly, but sourcing, da-da-da-da. And like I said, I want to see, you know, the Hangar RC guys. I want to see Sam and his ideas flourish. And I want to see Defiant Wings flourish because yeah. those are the fun independents, um, TBRC, those guys who, you know, produce foam stuff and just help them along because 
you know, their guys in their sheds and their garage and everything, putting their 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 hearts and minds into something that's that's really easy. So let's have some fun. Um, yeah, uh, Steve, any last speaking comments before we wrap up the show? Yeah, speaking of scratch building, you'd all remember my friend and a friend of the podcast, Ian. Ian yes, from Hobby King. Yes, he's completely out of the. So he doesn't fly at all now. So he's he's completely given it up. But what he does now is scratch builds model trains. Yes, I, know. I remember these, his, his training obsession. Yeah. So his grandfather used to do it. The ones that you fill up with water and coal and you start up and you ride around on the back of those tiny little ones. Okay. And he has built these. He's he's built these things from scratch and engineered and and welded and built everything. It's amazing. Like. I don't like to tell him he's good because he gets a big head, Ian. Uh, but he, uh, he's he, these things are phenomenal. The engineering and the time, and the, and the dedication. He sits in his garage and he's covered in, you know, dust and Soot. you know metal. Yeah, and and he and he starts these things up and he sits on the back of them and rides around. He loves it. But it's uh, and we always tease him about being a train guy, but that that's fine. But he's uh, but the the. the the, the scratch building and the design and everything else that he's put into this is just phenomenal. Like, you, you, you've you got to see what this guy's done. It's we always thought at Hobby King he was a bit of a uh, a bit of a hack. He used to come in and drill things and do stuff, and we always used to laugh about it. But the the the, the precision that goes into these things is just. Uh, we all think he doesn't do it. We all think he outsources for sure. But it's amazing, and and it's it was great to you know to talk to him and, and we, like the Hobby King guys in Australia. We always. We still chat, and obviously with COVID, we haven't been able to catch up. We normally used to play monthly poker games, and we're going to get back into that again, so it's going to be great to uh, – now, that should be a podcast, Andre. Just our <laughs> poker game should be a podcast because it's hilarious. But, um, yeah, his, his stuff is amazing, and it's, uh, it should be. It's hilarious. Uh, but it's uh, – it, yeah, scratch building and getting back into the building side of the stuff. I must admit, I haven't done it nowhere near as much as what I should, obviously, because I've done, you know, work, COVID move, new dog, all that sort of stuff. Um, takes up a lot of my time. And, and obviously, I want to ride my motorbikes over there and I, I want to do stuff. But I definitely want to get back into the scratch building. And I've got, um, you know, I think it's a, a Western whirlwind that I've, that I've got plans for to, uh, to build. And I've also got a... Uh, I've got another flat, uh, an actual kit that I that I bought, which is uh, going to be put together, which is going to be pretty cool, and that's uh, that, that's a big bow fighter. So I mean, there's, there's heaps of stuff happening from my side of it, which is uh, there's a company in Australia. I'll give them a bit of a, a plug: Laser Cut Kits Australia. So they these mm-hmm. got, these uh, um, L lkca dot com dot au is his website. Guys, jump on there and have a look. He, Posts all around the world, and he laser cuts many, many kits. And his uh, his his work is is fantastic and and very cost effective. It's very very cheap. So he's uh, there's a plug. <laughs> there's a plug. And he uh, yeah, and his his service is really good. So I, I want to get back into that building and 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 you know a little bit of fun and, and try and and try and reinvigorate that that side of the hobby. So that that's definitely something I want to do. New Year's resolution, another one, is to get the vegan to fly and to uh, to finish some of these builds. So that's it. Well, there that, that. we go. Yep, my, yeah, if I had a New Year's resolution, yeah, there's a, there's a certain biplane and I've got to, I got to get over that whole, uh, you know, covering laminate uh, 
fear. Uh, uh, and the rest of it is to fly all those EDF jets. My wife kindly reminded I haven't flown. Uh, there are multiple Christmas EDF jets that have not been flown yet. So, yeah, I got some work to do. So, all right. Um, this podcast is ticked on and it's been fun. I think we're almost, we're probably over an hour and a half, which is phenomenal. Steve, it's been really nice to catch up with everybody. Thank you to everybody who supported the show. Um, those Patreons who are waiting on stickers, they're coming. John and I sat down today and we, we figured everything out. Um, I apologize. That is on me. I just, I've been slack and idle when it comes to doing the administration work. Uh, and there are going to be some, positive changes into 2022 how i'm going to manage the podcast and everything so bill thank you happy new year's uh, it's been awesome to yeah. uh, be able to chat with everybody and happy uh year, bill decker and <laughs> yes i won't be able to yep. say it on facebook because i'm banned but happy new year mate <laughs> <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen everybody Thank you. Uh, it's been a really um, positive year, even with everything we've gone through collectively. Uh, and here is to 2022. I'm Andre, your host. This has been episode 94. Stay tuned for episode 95 sometime in the future. Uh, again, Steve, thank you for coming on, everybody. Anytime. Have a Anytime. wonderful um, Happy New Year's, and everybody be safe. See you in twenty. 22. Here's the music. My microphone's muted. We're all done. Ciao, everybody. Ciao.